the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening today to the Covenant Word with Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we are touching heaven and changing earth. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. All nine are the Christian slash biblical terms that sum up good attributes of a good follower of Christ, and that is in living according to the Holy Spirit. When our lives do not emulate all those, then we are living in the flesh. We cannot obey some and leave others and expect to be fully commended for our works. The fruit of the Spirit collectively is a wonderful image of one who follows Christ, and he or she must live as such. Jesus did not just want us to live that way. He exemplified them in all he did. If we call ourselves Christians, we must follow suit. Remember this, it is the fruit of the Spirit and not fruits of the Spirit. It is one fruit with many flavors, meaning it has many characteristics. The only evidence we have that Christ is living in us is us living by the fruit of the Spirit. This is a three-part teaching from Reverend John. Listen as he expands on this message. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. Did you see that there? Did you see that? The fruit of the Spirit. What's the next one? Peace. It's on the screen, please. Can you read it loud? The fruit of the Spirit is what? The fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. Or for, what's that? Forbearance. The fruit of the Spirit is what's another one? Gentleness. Gentleness gentleness the fruit of the spirit is what goodness goodness to be good to be good is a fruit of the spirit to be bad is a fruit of the devil <laughs> faith is another fruit of the spirit amen what's another fruit of the spirit meekness Power under control. Yes. Bold like a lion. Humble like a lamb. Temperance. Another translation for this is self-control. Against such, there is what? No law. There is no, what the statement means is, you can never have too much self-control. 
You cannot show too much of you say this love is too this one is is too much, it is bad. No, there's nothing like that. You cannot overlove. You cannot be too joyful. Say, look, your own joy is extra. There's nothing like extra concerning this. There is what? No law. Is everybody getting that? So when you hear that statement, against such, there is no law. So when it comes to the bearing of the fruit of the spirit as a believer, there is no law that guides you to say this is the limit. Tonight is Bible study. Okay, so I'm going to teach you some things tonight. Tell you about against this, there is no law. Say it again. Against this, there is no law. May the Lord anoint his word and bless it tonight in Jesus' name. The first thing you may be saying, God bless you. In walking in joy, you must understand, first of all, that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Joy is a product of your spiritual walk with God. Joy is not a fundamental product of your mindset. Joy is more than an emotion. Joy comes from the spirit. The less of the spirit of God inside of you, the less joyful you can be. So it's not a matter of the endorphins and the neurotransmitters in your bloodstream. Those things will make you high. But once the measure of them decrease, you go back to sadness and depression. Tell you about joy. It's a fruit of the spirit. You can come to church and still not be joyful. You can speak in tongues and still not be joyful. In fact, some of the saddest people, some of them are, are people that go to church. Have you met some mean pastors before? Mean deacons. Because they operate in the title and the office, but they don't have the fruit of the spirit. Have you met some people? I said there are two classes of people I've met in life. And I ensure, by the grace of God, that as a Christian, you never want to be one of those negative type of people. There are positive people and there are negative people. What are positive people? They're always looking at what would bring joy to another person. They talk good about people. They're happy for people. Then there's another group of people, everything about them is no. Sadness, negativity, criticism, pulling down people. Child of God, those people, they may be churchgoers, but they are highly unspiritual people. So let me describe it in physical terms. I'm going to come back to my context. Sometimes you call some people on the phone line, customer service. They don't want to help. Please, can you just know? We don't know. It don't work here. No. You don't. Like, how can I do it? It doesn't work. <laughs> 
Have you met such people? Then there are some people you call. The same company. The same company. I don't know about you. But the same company. Hey, how may I help you? Oh yes, I can help you with that. Have you ever asked, okay, can I speak to a supervisor? The thing that they said is not possible. The supervisor may be So excuse me, is it, a, is it a different company? No. Believe it or not, God has many children. Even though we all belong to the same body of Christ. If you ever see yourself being very negative, always rather than you being a, hear me, a thermostat, you are a thermometer. You don't have the spirit of God operating through you. Because the spirit of God, people, have you ever tasted the fruit and it's not sweet? That's why they didn't call it the seed of the spirit. It's the fruit of the spirit. You will bear fruit. Come on, tell your neighbor you will bear good fruit. Oh yeah. So it's a fruit of the spirit. People may not be filled with the Holy Ghost like you do or you are, but when they taste the product of the Spirit walking inside of you, they taste a sweetness. They enjoy something that they can say, no, this is God. This cannot be man. Tell you about joy is a fruit of the Spirit. You can see the remaining eight that are there. So there are nine of them. So it's important for you to understand that if scripture will call joy as the number two fruit, number two, that tells you the place where God places joy. It's very high up there. Is somebody hearing me? Joy is before peace, before long suffering, before kindness, before goodness, before faithfulness, before gentleness, before self-control. Joy is there. Right after love, joy is there. So let me tell you, for people to see God in you, one of the ways they can see God in you is the joy that you radiate. Show me a believer that is not manifesting joy. I show you a believer that is not representing God. If everybody is sad around you, there's a problem with your faith. If everybody you get into play, people start looking for how to exit. <laughs> Is somebody hearing me? Tell you about you must manifest joy. God wants to teach us tonight on how we, how many of you would like to walk in joy? You want to learn how to walk in joy. Some of the things I'm going to teach you tonight, some of them you know, some of them you may not know. To tell you again the value of joy if you look at First Thessalonians chapter 5 and 16, Paul said, Rejoice always. What is the meaning of always? Always. All the time. So your countenance as a believer. You know, this is Monday morning. I ain't got time for nobody. Just leave me alone. I ain't have my coffee yet. If it is coffee that determines your joy, you have a problem. You have a problem. No, you, I got to drink two pots first. <laughs> Just uh, two pots of coffee. Then I can, I, I can come to normal. You, ha, you are addicted. Yeah. Somebody say amen. amen. Tell about rejoice always. 
And your joy must not only be in church. Some people in church, woo! Then they get out, they are as mean as a dog. No. No. You can't win believers like that. You can't. Tell them about be joyful always. You see a believer, I say, I don't take nonsense from anybody. If you are a believer that will manifest joy, you must learn to take nonsense. They spat on Jesus. Jesus did not allow, hear me? Jesus did not allow the situation and the things around him to control who he was. I don't know that you understand. When you have the spirit of God operating inside of you, the essence of your being is not regulated by circumstances. You still maintain your joy because joy would always impact others around you. That's why you discover he spoke to that man. He said, today you will be with me. In what? When you hear paradise, does that not simulate joy? If you hear the word paradise, joy is attached to it. What he was trying to tell the man is, despite the pain, there is something better and greater. People that have the spirit of joy inside of them, they always look for what God wants to do that is greater, not what is going on in their life right now. Tell you the boy, you need joy always in your life. Say it again, you need joy always in your life. Rejoice always, scripture says. Pray without season. Give thanks in all circumstances. You can see these are some of the things you can do that can help you maintain your joy. Rejoice always. Always make it a point of duty that every time, everywhere you find yourself, whatever you do, there's joy. You want to be in joyful situations. You want to be in joyful environments. We thank God that you have joined us today. We now have four services to serve your needs. The times are 8 a.m., 9.15 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.45 a.m. Join us during one of those times and experience the love of God like never before. Here is Reverend John continuing the message. I, go, I told someone yesterday, I said, look, you can never please your enemy. If you impress your enemy, you are giving them a tool to attack you. Some of why would I go to a place where I know they don't like God's people, they don't like church, and I want to hang out there? You can never please them. So I don't hang out with naysayers. If I, if I see a negative person, peace out. I don't hang out with you. you, don't, you there's nothing you, you don't add no value to me. I, I, <laughs> Pastor, Pastor just said, I hang up. <laughs> I don't hang out. It's true. But when you come to the presence of the Lord, did you know in the presence of God there is what? Fullness of joy. Show me a man that does not know the way to the presence of God. He will never be full of joy. It's not the cause. Nobody goes to the ocean and begs for water. Go look at every person that does not know the way to church. They used to go to church and they don't go to church anymore. The moment they stop attending church, check it. Even you that have been here, your joy quotient will go down. 
I've been in church all my life. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me tell you, me and you, we are human beings. We have, we've got, we know. The, because the moment you are away from the presence of God, everything begins to irritate you. If you doubt me, when you get to heaven, I don't know whether it's hell is. Ask Saul. Ask Saul. The Saul was possessed by an evil spirit from God. They had to look for a man that had the key to joy to move the spirit away. Child of God, don't play with the presence of God. Even if, even if you sin and you know the devil will tell you, oh, don't go because you are feeling. In fact, it is the presence of God that will deliver you more from the power of sin. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? That, that, that is where you should run to. Don't behave like a man and say, you know what? I'm sick, but I will not go to the hospital because they will give me injection. Child of God, is that injection that will make you wait? Did you catch that? Maybe they, they don't give injection here. Africa, everywhere. <laughs> I'm not sure you know. I'm not feeling everything they want to give you. In fact, if we look at nurses, we hate nurses in Africa. Because everything about them is injection, you know? Oh, yeah. So you don't. <laughs> so when, 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 when the devil wants to destroy a person, he will ostracize them from the presence of God. Go check. He will alienate them. He will move them far away from anywhere they can get joy. So that he can destroy them. Pray without season. Tell you about pray without season. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God. For you in Christ Jesus. God is the source of joy. Say it with me. God is the source of joy. Yes. The source of joy. So each time you come to God. If you want to refill your joy. You want to walk in joy. You must always let your focus be on God. And not on stuff. Looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of your faith. If you look at your job, your job will make you sad. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, don't, don't ever put your joy or your focus on physical things. Your work, money, cars. The moment you drive that car out of the dealership, the value goes. You just drove out. It's gone. And you'll be shocked. The way they were nice to you before you bought. It's not the same way they are nice to you when you come back. So you have bought it, you have bought it. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Joy is the expression of the heart when God is at work in a man. Joy is the power that brings excitement and happiness to us and others. In a certain situation, both good and bad, it's more than an emotion. It's an attitude of the heart. Happiness is based on good external situations for the most part. But joy is conditioned by internal and spiritual situations of our hearts. And from where we draw strength. Joy is more than an excitement. It's more than an excitement. Joy is a spiritual fruit. Tell you about joy is a spiritual fruit. When you look at Philippians, is the book that talks about joy the most in the Bible. Apostle Paul uses the Greek words for joy 
and rejoicing 16 times in 104 verses. Yet, he was talking about joy when he was in the dingy prison in Rome. So, he wasn't even in a happy situation when he was telling people to be joyful. A place that is typically associated with misery and trial. Which most people assume are the opposites of joy. He was surrounded by every conceivable obstacle to joy. Why was he still joyful in the midst of that situation? Because his joy was not based on circumstance. His joy was based in the Lord. So hear me. That's why he says rejoice in the Lord. Tell you about rejoice in the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. So if you're going to walk in joy... Your joy must come from God, from the Lord. Tell about joy must come from the Lord. Joy must not come from church, from the Lord. Joy must not come from BCAG, because somebody in BCAG is going to peace. I don't know if the, let me not use that word. They say it's not correct. It's going to make you offended. Somebody's going to sit on your seat in church. I've seen people that sat on, they have a favorite seat in church, and somebody moved of the Holy Ghost, sat on that seat, and they lost the spirit. Tell you about rejoicing the Lord always. Yes. In fact, your joy. Can still be in the midst of affliction. The Bible says Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Somebody say amen. amen. I pray that every day of our lives. That as believers. We will learn to walk in joy. Somebody say amen. Five biblical truths for us to walk in joy. Number one, you must know that God is the source of joy and he wants you and I, if you are taking notes, this is the time now, to be joyful. God, say with me, God is the source of joy and he wants us to be joyful. If you read Psalm 43 verse 4, the Bible says, Then I will go unto the altar, unto God, my exceeding joy. God, my exceeding joy. Did you see that? So, ex God, God never runs out of joy. So, if you need gas, you go to the gas uh, station. God is more than a gas station for joy. If you need joy, don't go shopping. Because when you finish shopping, you're going to pay for it. Some people run their credit card just to make themselves, you know what? When I'm sad, I just go by, I just shop. I just shop. When you are sad, you need God. Not another Amazon shopping. Some of you, you have so much stuff, you don't even have any place to keep it. That's that cloth or shoe you bought five years ago, you say, well, I must wear this shoe. You only wore it one time. 
Shoes don't give you joy. God gives you joy. Clap your hands if you want to clap your hands. God, my exceeding joy. Upon the harp, I will praise thee, O God, my God. So today, I charge you, and that's what we do when we come to the presence of God, because we make our focus on God, and God is higher and greater than every situation that we face. If you read Nehemiah chapter 12 and verse 43, the Bible says on that day, Nehemiah speaking, after they built the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God, look at this, Nehemiah 12 verse 43, talking about God as the source of joy and that he wants us to have joy. He said they rejoiced because God had given them great joy. Please, who is there? Help me. God had given them great joy. Even the women and the children rejoiced so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard from afar off. So if you come to God, God will always make sure you never run out of joy. Thank you for listening to Reverend John. Teach us on the fruit of the Spirit with a concentration on joy of the Lord. God is the source of joy. Do not forget that joy is different from happiness. When things go well and circumstances are positive, the result is happiness. And when those circumstances go away, that happiness goes with it. But joy is an inward well-being, such as only God can give through the Holy Spirit. John chapter 15 verse 11 reads, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Only God gives complete joy. This is the first part of a three-part series in this message. Join us next week as Reverend John goes deeper into this topic. If you feel this message has blessed you, let us know. Visit us at BethelCovenantAG.org or visit us on one of our social media platforms. Please don't forget that we are building a new sanctuary on 1604 and Braun in San Antonio, Texas. Continue to support us as we complete this sanctuary for God. No amount is too small or too big. We thank and appreciate you for your giving. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.